listening to From the Friar. This is Ellie. And this is Leon. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode. Before we get fully into the season, I do want to wish everyone a happy holidays. We have survived it. I hope everyone's kiddos are having a great time with their new toys and that people are able to celebrate somehow. If you do celebrate. Because, you know, Omarion's around and... Do you remember... Gotta still chill a little bit. Do you remember the meme? I don't know if it's a meme. Oh, it used to be like a super old YouTube video or something of a ch- uh, the kid that's yelling, Nintendo 64! <laughs> yes. I feel like every parent wants that reaction yeah. from their kid. I think it's special. I always wonder if they don't see that. Is it kind of like a disappointment? Like, aw. I think kids have so much fun, regardless. Like, I love the chaos of watching kids open gifts and it just exploding wrapping paper and boxes everywhere. I've seen it where the most subtle gift ends up being the favorite. Yeah. Like it could be like some wacky looking socks yeah. to a kid or something. Or the, the basketball ends up being the yeah. favorite gift and he's got like a new Nintendo Switch or something. But yes, hope you all had a great weekend. I hope things are mellowing out for you. Everyone can chill. Yeah, let's keep it rolling. You know, hopefully you have a, a, great cool, new year. a cool little shindig with maybe your your court, your bubble for celebrating that New Year's and... We'll bring it in and hope for the best in yeah. 2022. Yeah. Here's to 2022 and, and a better year and wishing you guys all win. Okay. Just a quick note. I don't, I'm not big on receiving gifts. I love giving gifts, but we did get an espresso maker. This is our second latte of the day and we're going to have fun. It's a process. But so There's, cool. Okay. I should give folks a little bit of, um, that don't have an espresso maker. And these are just my initial thoughts just <laughs> from working with it. Don't think, unless you get some automated one, which some folks are, say, nay on that, don't get a super automated one that just does everything for you, but just realize you're going to need to load some water. You're going to need to grind some beans or get a bean grinder. You're going to need to get the beans. Or we found out Starbucks will grind any beans sure. for free. Someone's going to Well, I assume, <laughs> I assume their beans, their actually. Beans, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, if you buy their beans, I think they'll just grind them for you. If you're going to say, hey, I have an espresso machine, can you grind these beans? But yeah. anyway, I'm, I'm pretty sure, and every coffee shop, I'm pretty sure will do that for you. Yeah, if you buy their beans. If I'm not already, 100% If not sure. already ground for espresso. Yeah. But there's going to be cleaning involved. There's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. But with how much we spend on coffee, on latte oh, yeah. specifically, we like this is a must. You got to think for a couple, anywhere from eight to twelve dollars yeah depending on where you go depending on where you go how much you tip let's say you did that five days a week i yep. mean that could be like 60 bucks yep a week. and that's yeah. about oh, where we're at espresso maker <laughs> you know maybe a cheap one would be 60 bucks super expensive could be like a couple thousand yeah. but you know we're not talking on that range nah. maybe it's 100 bucks 200 bucks a couple weeks you're Pays sort of for itself but yeah just know it is a learning curve but it's really fun to make your own espresso at home as much as the coffee shops listening probably don't like that. I'll still visit coffee shops. Don't worry. Our local guys will still see us. Today, we have a big episode for you. Lots of content. We will be covering the Sister Wives episode that just dropped, as well as two episodes of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. Now, I have to admit to the listeners that we do actually watch Sister Wives. We've never mentioned it before. I think I keep that pretty low key in my personal life as well admitting I watch it, but this is the spiciest season and I feel like we have to talk about it. There's some kind of general themes going on throughout this season that we can kind of just touch on, but we're going to do a deep dive into this episode. I don't have the name written down of the episode, but I'm just going to call it, What Does the Nanny Do? I can't recall how we discovered Sister Wives, but I just remember 
something about their show intrigued us. It's probably the multiple wives thing and just how they live their lives. But I think we went back and we, I think we've seen so every I've season. Se- we've seen all 16 seasons, which that's a long time. You got to think in running time for shows. I mean, 16 seasons is nothing to scoff at. That's a lot of yeah. seasons for any show. We've seen multiple moves of this family. Moves, kids being born, kids having kids. Uh, way too many moves, probably, honestly. <laughs> honestly, yes. Watching people's lives in Utah, Nevada, now Arizona. It's been really interesting to see the Brown family and their ups and downs and things you go through during life, whether it's surgeries or you know, kids kids needing surgery, just being sick or whatnot, and you know, kids being brats or that, that natural being you know rebellious. Uh, it's been really fun. But this season, initially, I thought was going to be incredibly boring. No way. It took a turn. It no took way. it took a turn because we're just starting all of to us, see it. All of us have lived through the pandemic. We know what it's like. We know what it's like to quarantine. We know what it's like to wear a mask. That's why this at the beginning the season was so annoying. Yeah, and initially, all we're doing is watching people bitch about the pandemic and quarantining. And I didn't really know if I wanted to watch that since I've already lived through that. I feel like that was last season too. Am it, I? It, well, I think it, it was, was just starting. But part maybe? of. You know, part of television is you sort of, you want to watch the dumpster fire, but you also want to escape reality. You want to go to, and some shows do a decent job of sort of pretending like the you yeah. know pandemic doesn't exist. Or in Sex and the City's case, they pretend that it's already over, <laughs> yes. that we got through it. Whereas in, in this show, you know, you know, reality TV, that wasn't entertaining to me. No. But, but now, now, you're seeing how the pandemic can affect a family and really show the root of problems from what most of us are used to you know there's husband and wife or husband husband wife wife whatever but it's one partner and you're all under the same household so quarantining together isn't that big of a deal because you're you're together you can do your thing you can binge watch tv your regular routine but when you have multiple wives or maybe multiple husbands this whole and you don't live under the same roof. They just happen to be in a situation where everyone lives in different roofs. Who knew Cody would win in the end with the one house idea? That was wild. All that problems was... would... No, it actually wouldn't be solved. The boys would still be, yeah, it'd be working it'd be, their oh, jobs. That side of the house is quarantined for yeah. the rest of the house. Yeah. It would be a clusterfuck. Okay, but, so maybe not. But just them living separately in separate homes, but needing to be a family unit, going through the pandemic, is, it's starting to almost cripple them and, and tear them apart. It is pretty fascinating TV to watch of what can happen with that type of of family uh, situation. Okay, let's get into it. Yeah, Sister Wives. Sister Wives. Season 16, episode 6 specifically. We kind of already talked about the theme of the season, so we won't go much into that. Pandemic, how it's affecting the family, all the things in life that still need to happen, even though there's a pandemic and how that affects this plural family in general. The one other kind of, how do I say, theme I wanted to touch on, if you want to call it that, is in the beginning, it was very much so about the family union. Love should be multiplied, not divided. It should be one household all together, all moms taking care of kids. And that's totally not what it is now. We're seeing who Cody is, for real, and it's trash. But we're seeing who... Cody being the father figure. Yes, Cody, we're seeing his true colors. They're not great. We're seeing the differences in the wives, how they developed over the years, how they became individualized, how their personalities are, and how they really don't mesh that much. 
but I think they haven't meshed for years. Yes. And, no, and, I, and agree. I like that we're, you know, a lot of the times these shows, they present themselves almost putting their best foot forward, their, their best face, you know, we're out in the oh, public. Yeah. But in this season, out of, I think most seasons, we're seeing like real drama of what goes in and out in these households, what, what everyone irks someone about someone else. Yeah. How the family might think about a certain wife. Yes. Like all these little things, you know, usually you think like, oh, every kid loves every mom. And I don't really feel like that's the case. No, not anymore, at least now that people are older and they've been living apart. Yeah, before you can kind of tell the young kid to like get in line and now they're moved and out of the house. They yeah. have stronger opinions and like, you know, what the fuck are you going to do to me? I'm, I'm living <laughs> in my own house or my own apartment yeah. or whatever in a totally like, different state. Like I don't state. have to follow these rules. <clears throat> The episode starts with Cody going to Christine's house to talk about Isabel's surgery for the first time since they've been home. So in the previous episode, Isabel had a corrective surgery because she has pretty severe scoliosis, causing her pain every day. It's a big deal, and it's a very big surgery. She was in the hospital for, I believe, five days after. Cody did not go to the surgery. I don't... I can't think of... How much of a slap in the face this is to his daughter that he could not be away from his other family long enough to support her through this very big moment in her life. I don't see her forgiving him. There's been a reoccurring theme on this show of sort of every family has a little bit of a variation of how they want to deal with COVID, whether they are in quarantine. What they're willing to do. Whether they want to lock down the home to the people that live in the house or whether... Uh, adult children can sort of older kids can sort of go you know going to school naturally wanting to hang out with your friends whether some moms allow that or maybe some moms sort of uh, hang out with each other or, or do events together or maybe some go to visit family in Utah you know that like neighboring states and there's been I would say one mother out of the four Robin who sort of I guess displays as if they've been hardcore quarantining. And I don't even know from the get go how it felt to Robin to be the one to be quarantining with. Cause you got to imagine when we were locked down in a quarantine, I'm curious if was Cody just in Robin's house. So he's like, well, I just have to quarantine with you guys now, but yeah. How did he end up th- there? There's, they're, they're sort of advertising that they're, they're doing this hardcore quarantining. So that leads Cody to spend more time with one wife, which previously he had this set the set tempo of you know two two days this wife two days this wife you know he sort of just keeps rotating to to wives homes, but now since sort of in his mind they're not quarantining enough, he's spending most if not all of his time with one wife, which sort of he's spending all of his time totally breaks the whole concept of this whole their marriage style and uh, sort of the way their family is structured of of sharing time with the father figure. Not only that, but it's also. The fact that he's only in one home, that's affecting not only his marriages to these to his wives, but also his relationship with the children. Because here the children never see their dad. I mean, before you're gonna see your dad like two, two times, two evenings possibly, because you're going to school and your parents have work, whatever. You're used to seeing your father figure in this cadence of oh, you know, you know, dad's gonna be here, you know, Tuesday, Thursday. I get to see him. We're gonna hang out, whatever. And that's already a limited time time frame. But now it's even less. It could be once a week for like a short time while he's hanging out outside the house and we're conversating to maybe you don't see him for a couple weeks. I can see how that would distance a child from a father figure. She's never going to forgive him. Christine? No, Isabel. Oh, oh, yeah. Missing a surgery like that, considering 
He what? asked her if she could just wait because, you know, she's not in pain every single day. Yeah, it's kind of... I say that sarcastically. It was kind of naive for him to ask her to wait on the surgery considering... Just so he can be comfortable. But it, it's funny because at this point in time, they're only like six months post the start of, the, of COVID. So all of us know that, you know, it's been two years since since it started that we're still in this. So let's say he told her to wait. It'd just be waiting and waiting and waiting. Oh, I, you know, now I've been in horrible pain for three years, dad, that's not versus fair to ask nine months. of a child at all. It's not fair. During this conversation, we see that Christine is going over the surgery and kind of the aspect of the family. They talked about how she was recovering in New Jersey and the family came to visit and how Cody just kind of wasn't around. Do you remember last episode how at least even the grandparents sent flowers? We didn't see Cody doing anything for her. Granted, he could have, but I feel like they would have shown that. In this conversation, it quickly gets heated. So this is a conversation between Cody and Christine. Christine, right after when they come home, it was their first one-on-one conversation regarding the surgery and where they're at right now. Christine basically says she's not willing to give up the whole family for Cody. And this is echoed through many of the wives. And I completely agree. Why would you give up your entire life for a guy that's going to come over one night a week? She was even throwing shade that when he does come over for a dinner or whatever. He's just on his phone the whole time. He's on his phone or doing whatever. So he's not really engaged. She's basically alluding to he's not engaged when he is over here. Yeah. So what's the point of her giving up everything for him when he gives up nothing? So it's like, why should I heart? You know, they are quarantined, but not to their extent. You know, why should I quarantine, not go to see my other children, distant children, I guess, that are from other wives or do family get, you know, most people are quarantined with their family. Their family just happens to be really big. I do find that interesting. Do I try to hardcore quarantine to maintain one relationship or possibly 20 with my family? Okay. Hear me out. The fact that he's going between houses makes all of the quarantining irrelevant. If one family has it, you're just giving it to every other family. I'm curious. What does that look like when he does come over? Does he, well, I guess, He does sleep there because he mentions that he'll just be gone in the morning before the kids even get up. He claims that he's visiting the other houses, but I don't think he comes over at all. Because during the meeting, he's talking about, well, we could hang out if you followed these rules. But it it just makes no logical sense that one person can go in between all the houses, but not everyone else. And even in the previous episode, we saw that he's having a hard time kind of talking to Janelle about, hey, choose me over your kids. So I can come over. So you haven't been coming over this whole time. So he really is just at Robin's. In the conversation, we hear for the first time that they have a nanny and the nanny's husband. So two employees working for them. Them being Robin and Cody at their house where they are the most stringent about quarantine and these fake guidelines that they made. I'll talk about why I think that's fake later. But for now, I cannot possibly see how this family could be functioning with this sort of arrangement. The fact that you say none of the kids can get together, none of the wives can get together, even if they're quarantining. For example, perfect example, Isabel after her surgery. She still can't see Robin's kids because, you know, you're not following the exact rules. I but she's been quarantining for a long time, so I don't know how that's not following the rule. Why are these two employees allowed to go in and out of the house and you are just blindly trusting that they are not seeing people, that their bubble is not huge? 
that they aren't breaking your rules, but you can't even trust your family. But you're trusting these two employees. Oh, yeah, unless this nanny and her husband are complete recluse. Like, they have people they visit. They say hi to, whether it's their own parents. I mean, when they go neighbors. out grocery shopping, for you, they are out in the public. So this brings up the thought of the sister wife's concept and sort of that broken during this pandemic. You know, Usually you would have sister wives to rely on when you need something, you need help. It was fascinating that this sister wife has a nanny. She not only has one nanny, but he ha- she has her husband also working for them. This nanny comes over every day to help with the children, to help them with school, do chores. We keep asking, what does the nanny do? Because Robin and Cody do not work. There's two parents in this home full time that can help with cooking, cleaning, schooling the children. We keep saying, what does the nanny do? But we should be asking, what does Robin and Cody do? I have no idea. What are you doing if you have two people coming in, taking care of your children and the house and your shopping? What are you doing? There's another thought. They also have three older kids or two older kids in the house? Yeah, and the two younger ones are, what, eight, ten? Very self-sufficient at that age. I feel like nobody outright questioned Robin on why do you have a nanny? Yes. When you don't have a job. And neither does Cody. And, And Mary, who lives alone, is probably the most quarantined, I would imagine. Well, she says she is. She said she follows and the whole list. Why don't you just ask her for help? I mean, it might be awkward if you ask your sister wife to do everything. Then the sister wife would probably say, what are you doing? I, I, like, I love helping you, yeah. but why do you need this much help? Like, this seems strange. I think it's bullshit that none of the other wives get any help. Any. At all. From Cody, from a nanny... And they aren't allowed to see each other. So they have to completely do this on their own. But Robin gets two helpers and the husband. Did you notice at the end of the conversation between Cody and Christine, he's so pissed. He won't even look at her in the eye as he's leaving. Yeah. He's looking at the floor. He's putting Putting the chair chair away. away. He's like, all right, yep, got to go. And just just, as he's saying goodbye, he's not even facing her. He's facing his He's already halfway to the truck. That's pretty sad. He's trash. You got to think. I wonder. Now, you know, minor spoilers, but from what we've heard, Christine is like no longer in the same state. You know, she's, no, she's, she's gone. She has left Cody. I fully support it. I'm, I'm rooting curious. for Janelle to I'm leave. I'm curious. After seeing this interaction, when was her mind really made like, I'm I'm over this. Like, I'm going to go through some meetings and we're going to talk. As soon as he didn't support their daughter. That really needed him and was crying for him. That was it. She was already over it prior, but th- that was like it, it. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Cody loves to use the term misbehaving. And I find that so sickening. These are your wives and they're not allowed to complain to you. Yeah, I love they mentioned, I think it was Christine. She's like misbehaving. This sounds like a dictatorship. Yeah. Of sort of you're not following my rule. He said, Robin will do anything to have me around. That's disgusting. I feel like as much as we're saying, oh, the wives are against each other, he is putting them against each other. He's making it easy for them to blame one another or for Robin to then blame them, excuse me, them being the other three and them to blame Robin. Honestly, now that you put it that way, he's actually putting Robin in a bad position because it's almost like, 
well, if you guys could be like Robin, yeah, it's almost creates this sort of like then our hate, family you know? could be together. It, it creates this hate towards like, well, fuck her, you know, you know, it creates a yeah, hate. she's just the perfect woman. That's not good, right? He, no, he he's should, creating this. He should he should take the punches, yeah, not sort of include someone in this conversation when he storms out of Christine's house. He says, well, we'll revisit this tomorrow, you know, maybe when I can have some backup. And we know Robin is the backup. I thought that was really interesting wording. Who else would be backup? No yeah. one else likes him. In the middle, we see Kelty and Tony having a gender reveal. Spoiler, they're having a girl, but that's really all that happened. Yeah, that and was... And we're back to the drama. It, it was interesting. <laughs> they, It's almost like this just happened while all this was going on. We must include it as sort of documenting the family, but then they quickly transitioned back to... Okay, let's get to the real shit. Then we see them meet at Mary's house. Outside, all together, family meeting. We wanna we wanna know the exact guidelines. Even though right, for the past talk. six months, they have requested these guidelines to see how they could get the family together, and Robin and Cody could never produce this. So what I was wondering about this rule list, is this just for the nanny? Because as the conversation went on, it seemed like Cody is saying, well, we follow these rules. The nanny follows the rules. And these are the rules that we expect you to follow. I feel like the conversation was really blended because initially, I believe they worded it as these are the rules we expect the nanny to follow. So sort of come yes. and go into our but home. But then it blended into, well, if you follow these rules, this is what, you know, we could be a family again. Yeah, because I'm the fucking nanny. All yeah. right. I'm your fucking wife, dude. Yeah. But okay. Uh, so yeah, that sort of shifted to, yeah, the nanny gets to come over. So if you guys want to hang out with us, you got to follow the same rules as the nanny. But spoiler Mary is, it, and she has asked to come over, and she has been told no by well, Robin. I'm sure we'll, we'll come back to a little bit of talking points, but Mary eventually talks to Robin about how I've been wanting to like interact with them and hang out with their kids for months. Yep, and they've never talked about rules or mm-hmm. oh, these are, we have a nanny that All comes over. The wives, yeah, oh, talked about how they never oh, had the I think, rules. I think prior. Janelle, Janelle, mentioned, Janelle mentioned it as well. Of I've been talking with them, and I know Robin talks to Cody. Why haven't these rules ever come up before? No. If I've never... been asking about getting together. Yep. We wanted to know exactly what we had to do according to them, and they could never tell us. Isn't that a little bit for, suspicious? For the first half of the conversation. So we're, we're kind of like Team Janelle, right? I'm very Team Janelle. And they kept cutting away to her, and I could just feel her biting her lips. I was like, fucking say something. Like, I know you want to say something. Yeah. And she she stayed quiet for a pretty long time. Yeah, till like right at the end. Till right at the and end. She, I think she was fucking over it. Yeah, she just said, we're not doing this. She's like, this is... We're like, willing to do it for Christmas. We're not doing like, this This shit otherwise. is not realistic for no. like a normal person. This is yeah. more guidelines than probably... Yes, for Cody to say that this these are guidelines his doctor gave him is absolute bullshit. Not only are these not approved guidelines from CDC or anywhere, a doctor is not going to hand you a list like this. It is going to be a printout on an official letterhead, even if they were making copies or I don't know why you would type this out on your own if these are the guidelines given to you. It, it would be something that the, the, the you know the local hospital, which they are getting guidelines from the CDC or some kind of like higher level which oh. then just shows hey these are sort of the guidelines we tell every patient like hey if you want to you know quarantine this is kind of like the guidelines we recommend but we know they don't have insurance and we know they're not going for regular doctor's appointments do we know they don't have insurance i mean they is had to apply for insurance for isabel 
Oh, that's true. Interesting. Why would I'm I mean? Curious, I'm curious if that's like a strategic move for them to essentially save money yeah. by not paying for insurance yes. all the time on thirty, you know, twenty, thirty kids. Yes. Also, the wording of it was trash. Like it was awful grammar. So where are you getting? I can just see them the night before, like hunching around a oh, laptop. I could, I, could totally, and, I could totally see that. Yeah, because they never had these. They could never produce them before. Do you think they sort of felt the pressure of the wives sort of coming down on them? And yeah, like we have to do something. We have to produce something. And they are so trying to deflect during this entire conversation. Me and you both agreed. Mary did not mean this as a joke when he no. said, "Let me see the paper you created." Or did you create this list? He's no. She said. Oh, you mean the rules you made? Yeah. We know that was on but purpose. The, initially, the tone, totally not in joking tone. No. She's like, ha, I'm kidding. Yeah. I was like, that was the worst stepping back Wait, I've ever seen. She shouldn't have stepped back. She should have stayed stayed with it. Who cares? It, it. Yeah, she did make them up. Dig your heels in. Did you feel that Robin was lying at this point? Absolutely. Robin was also lying. Like, we're saying Mary was lying, saying it was a joke. She's lying about creating them, for sure. She keeps trying to but, deflect onto Cody, and Cody's fine with that. But so, so no. do you think she created these to sort of create distance in the family? Like, who's gonna follow these fucking roles? Maybe, maybe not malice intention initially, mm-hmm. but when she saw how it kind of benefited her, I think it was the perfect scapegoat for her and Cody to say, "Hey, we're doing this. You guys aren't. We're gonna be a little family over here." Okay, so we had a big issue with the amount of rules they had. But also, if you have a nanny doing all these things for you, you really don't have to do all these steps. The nanny's it performing all these steps. It is absolute bullshit that Cody says, these are just little extra chores. Are you so lazy that you can't do these chores? And Robin pipes up and says, I've been doing, I've been doing these for, for months. seven months and it's easy. Fuck both of you. You're not you have two doing this. employees that are doing all this hard work for your grown ass children and everyone else is stuck on their own. Mary's completely isolated from the family and everyone else has to do well, this for their children. Little, little time out, little time out. The fact that he had the balls to call his wives lazy considering they raised all of these children without Pretty a much. nanny, as far as we know, without yep. a nanny. Relying on the other sister wives, not him. Now they're in this sort of predicament and as far as we know, Robin has always had a nanny. Because she had her cousin previously. What, there's, there's a couple scenes in when they lived in Vegas. I think Robin's cousin was like holding the kid. But she, she essentially lived with them. Which yeah. then sort of made her live in nanny. Yep. Now they're in Arizona and she has some person out there that's mm-hmm. their nanny. So it kind of, begs, or kind of brings up the question of, have you always had a nanny? I think so. And none of the other wives get that help. But yet they have the balls to say it's so easy and we've been doing it so long. But it's clearly the, the, not so easy. If the nanny is going out or the, the nanny's partner, husband, whatever, yeah. is going out grocery shopping for you, coming back, changing their clothes, wiping down all your purchased goods. And mail. Those are all steps you're not performing. But you they, expect they, other people to They do. are performing. Yeah. Why can't that nanny... Go help take care of Isabel, Isabel, after her surgery. Why can't she come over and do some cleaning or some cooking while Christine is up all night trying to be on top of the pain management? I don't know. Maybe it's like a pride thing. She's like, I don't need a fucking nanny. Probably, but <laughs> wouldn't that be nice to have some help considering 
I mean, she's allowed to have a nanny. Robin's this, allowed to have a nanny. Why was, can't someone in this intense situation have any help? This was one of the best episodes I've ever seen on this yes, show. Yes, because before everyone, everything was okay. Everything was, okay, was perfect. We, it was yada, just kind yada. of a show we had on in the background. We always kind of followed it. But now it's like completely has our attention. We're replaying multiple scenes to catch other items. So, for example, when Mary said her little joke that wasn't a joke, the way that fucking Robin and Cody got on her ass... How can you tell me that there's not a head wife? Then Mary, because she's an adult, she's like, you know what? I probably fucked up. Let me just go ahead and apologize right now and just get this over with. Yeah. Then they essentially stop Mary and just say, me like, Mary, quiet down. This isn't about you. Yep. I was like, you just think I offended you. So naturally, I'm going to apologize. And they're like, pause. Yep. They both wow. completely shut her down. But you see that. That, that team, teamwork, yep, that the team teamwork. to put down the other wives. And then you have fucking Robin over here just crying, trying to be the victim. Fuck that. We even find out that one of the children from one of the other wives called Robin to ask if they could let up a little bit on their rules so the siblings could see each other. The young siblings. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she essentially told them, ask your dad. Because she says, this isn't my rules. This has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with you. Why is he camped out at your house then? How about he just not go to your house at all? If he's so concerned, you guys quarantine. He'll keep going to the the houses. You know what's interesting? She contradicted herself in the show. She constantly no, contradicted no. herself she, in the show. She said, you know, everyone thinks that, uh, oh, Cody's, you know, just always at my home now. That every sister wife would love that. She's like, no, you know, he's, you know, like almost like. Uh, you know, can't you go to the next wife's house? You know, that no, kind of fake news. it would never happen. But then, then she mentions, like, her kids can't be away from him. For two weeks. For two they, weeks. They can't. No. So how do, in, in one stage, you're saying, you wish, oh, you know, go to the other wife's house. Yeah. You're always here. But then, no, my kids can't bear to be away from yep. you for two weeks. And she said, she constantly did shit like this during this meeting. She said, this isn't about me. This was Cody's decision. And then she'll say, well, my kids can't be without him for two for two weeks. That's too much. So he needs to be here. That also points more to the uh, Isabel surgery. Yeah. It, that would she's require, not important. That would require a certain time of yep. quarantining. Exactly. Which is unacceptable for Robin. Nope. She, even at the expense of the other children, she will get what she wants. Which is interesting because it seems like of all the wives that could be without Cody, you'd think the one with the nanny. Yep. With the two employees. And two older kids kids that still live with her because a lot a lot of the other wives they have older kids as well but a lot of them have already moved out yeah you know they're they're past high school they're going to school except for janelle i think she has both of her sons are still kind of there but for the most part a lot lot of kids have, have moved out by now talking about the contradictions so not only in that sense were cody and robin really contradictory to what they've already said but the rules themselves are contradictory. So they say that the ch- you have to change your clothes after visiting other homes or shops. But the next rule is you can't visit other homes and you have to keep shopping to curbside pickup. So so why do you have to change your clothes if you're doing curbside pickup? Yeah. <laughs> why is there a line about visiting homes and you can't visit homes? Were they just like panic spitting this out 10 minutes before they drove up? Oh, for sure. Well, not last minute. Last, the night before. A lot of these rules... They were kind of crazy as far yeah. as what to follow, like wiping down your mail. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like, I'm pro-quarantine. I'm pro-mask. I'm pro all of that. I believe in small bubbles. You can still see people, but just make sure, you know, you're safe with who you hang out with. And yeah. maybe do what, do what, yeah. Maybe don't hang out with a group of like 500. 
just concerts are a little iffy for me right now, but to each their own. But I just feel like they're going to such an intense extreme that it's causing so many horrible reactions that you're not going to recover from this. And we've already seen this. One wife is left. How many more have to go before you figure out how to fix your life that you have created? You are the one that decided to have all these children and all these wives. You need to figure it out. We've already alluded to... You, you, well, you, you think Mary is just staying out of spite at this point. <laughs> I did say that. I did say that Mary is just staying out of spite. She said in a previous episode, he can't get rid of me now, and she's chuckling at the camera. I think she's doing it just to well, just to be there. They're in friends mode. There's no way they're going to recover. They're not even trying to. He's not When co- he's like, talking about visiting the other wife's house, he d- doesn't even include Mary. Doesn't even include Mary. Nope. Um, Mary, leave to. Seriously, don't give your life to someone that just considers you a friend and doesn't even visit you. It, it is really interesting to think that sort of their their religion is sort of they chose this path. They're they're going to heaven. They, they've lived the, yeah. the life that sort of the the values that they have to live by to get to heaven and whatnot. But if you think like, wow, Mary, maybe if you just moved on, what if you found like an incredibly loving partner yeah, that could give I think you she would. all the time? All the attention, all the time. You can like, go have your fun adventures. But, but is it is it due to your religion that that would, Being, you, that would yeah. lead you to like not heaven, you know? It, it wouldn't let you to I go think, through those gates. I think for a lot of religions, there's a certain shame that comes upon people in various things that could happen in life. And I think that might be one of them. Kind of going back just a little bit. I So we talked about Cody using the term, what is it, like misbehaving. Mm -hmm. He also used a term during this whole group meeting of betrayal. He feels betrayed by these women, his wives. And I cannot believe the narcissism that's taking place. He feels betrayed. You're not there for your children at all. These women that have taken such good care of you and your children combined, you're doing nothing. But somehow you have the balls to say... I am betrayed. These women are being horrible to me. Just a little victim. And I can't stand it. When he has created this himself. Yes, it's a pandemic. But there were ways you could make this happen. And they're choosing not to. Talking about narcissism, Cody wants them to shut up and comply. In this conversation, it also came out that because they have complaints, he doesn't want anything to do with them, basically. Can you imagine not being able to complain to your significant other? Do you, do you feel like Robin maybe submits to his every command and then sort of that also makes her more attractive to him? Yep, because he needs that. He needs that for his ego and his manliness. So she talks about how the other wives are creating issues in their marriage. Well, guess what? Your marriage is causing issues in their lives. And it's trickling down to every single child that isn't yours. It, it would be a... It's almost like a scene out of a movie. It would be a fascinating storyline of... You know, this this new attractive wife comes in, joins the family, has some children. But in the end, she could be not, you know, not not to her fault, but just that the relationship could be the end of sort of the family unit as a whole. Pretty intense. I mean, that's pretty much this show pretty, right now. Pretty intense. That, maybe that's why it's so <laughs> that's good. That's the show. That's why exactly. it's so good right now. Not that I'm rooting for the family to break up, but I mean, just things that I'm are happening. I'm completely it's, rooting for these women to... Find a voice. Yeah, find to, themselves. I mean, and they're really getting it from where we saw them in the beginning, first couple seasons to now. They've done it by themselves for so long. I think they're finally getting their voice. 
and I want them to do what makes them happy, and I truly do not believe that is what Cody's giving them. He is constantly pushing them, and he's not there to make them happy. He's there to make sure they make him happy. What kind of life is that? At the end of this intense meeting where everyone's trying to deflect, well, not everyone, Robin and Cody are trying to deflect, Robin's trying to have his back, everyone knows they have to turn and ask Robin these questions. Everyone knows. It's not an instinct to turn to one person. They know they need to ask her these questions. The end of it, Janelle says, this is not realistic. I have two grown children that are working outside of the house. They have girlfriends. We are not doing this for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Christine echoes that. We are also not doing that. We will follow this exact list for Christmas. We'll have a Christmas together. But other than that, this is not realistic. She said, said, I'll talk to the girls. Yeah. But I I don't think it's going to work out. No. At the end of the meeting, we see everyone's kind of leaving, picking up their chairs, and we see Robin and Mary hug and embrace and kind of talk about the issue of, even though Mary's following all these guidelines, everything, she's still not allowed to come over. Mary, to defend herself, says, I've been quarantining. Like, I'm not around anyone. I'm by myself all the time. Completely. And then Cody waves the magic wand of like, well, uh, let's uh, come on, come on over and hang out. But let's Robin, okay, see, this is where the contradictory comes in again. At the end, when we're they're having this conversation, Robin explains how, yeah, Cody was fine with it this whole time. It was I didn't want it to be viewed bad in the family. Oh, okay, so it's not Cody now; it's you. Yeah, good catch there. So this whole time, it sounds like it's been you, and I think all the wives knowing it's you is completely accurate. Which is why they turn to you when they need something. When they need to ask a question of Cody, they know to ask to you. I think it's bullshit that she constantly says, oh, Cody's a man. He would never let one of his wives tell him anything. Well, when one of his wives is completely submissive and gives him everything he wants, of course he is. This is what bugged the shit out of me. Robin and Mary hugged after this conversation. And they both agree that broke the list of rules. And fucking Robin just says, we'll leave it up to God. <laughs> what the fuck is that? At the very end. Why are you going home to your children now? Is it, it, We're following these rules, right? Two weeks of quarantine. She Better was, get into Mary's house. Mary was blessed by Cody to come over and hang out. So now they can embrace. She says, I'm putting it in God's hands. This relationship is more important. Is it not important with every single person in this family? You're willing to throw them into the fire to make your life cushy. If you were following the rules, this would mean you need you need to quarantine. It's bullshit. The whole thing's made up. None of this is real. The family knows it's bullshit, especially the older kids. The older kids. They're pushing back and they're right. They, they've been honed into this from day one. I think Hunter and Gabriel were one of the first. They push. They sort yeah. of, like, we should be quarantining like, together like as a family. We yeah. shouldn't be all separate. <laughs> and we thought they were just, initially I was like, well, these are just some fucking kids. Every yeah. belly is. I was like, man, these kids Seeing how right. it is now. I was like, yeah. they might be right. This is wild. I just don't see his older kids. There's no way there's going to be a good relationship there. You know what I always found interesting? The oldest son, I can't recall his name right now. No. But you almost never see him. Ever. I don't think he wants to be associated, to be honest. That's pretty wild. He probably sees how shitty the, the moms are being treated. Do you think any child will actually be a polygamist no i don't see it they'll all just just be a yeah monotonous whatever the term is one partner one partner (laughs) no i I don't see anyone being a polygamist i think they've seen the downside of it and they don't really want to go that route i mean they're all doing awesome things and going off to college and or working and joining the military and i think they're more focused on living their life 
on the next time on, we see that Janelle tells Cody to fuck off and I'm here for it. This is what I've been waiting for all season, if not multiple years. See, it's it seems this is what I mean by most seasons. You would never hear them curse. No, no bleeps, <laughs> nothing. No. This season, we've seen, you know, bullshit, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, wow. I'm here for it. Yeah, so I love it. I want show Janelle. Us, show us that you're uh, you're human. <laughs> We're getting it. Oh, Cody's infuriating though. Every single thing that comes out of his mouth pisses me off. It's like a downward downward spiral. Yep. Like we always knew he was kind of off, but man, he's such an asshole. Should we switch gears? Yeah, yeah, that was that was really cool. So I suggest you check it out if you haven't for a while, because I think, I mean, 16 seasons, that's a long time. So people probably kind of tuned in, out over the years. This season is what you want to watch. Switching over to 90 Day Fiance, before the 90 days, we are going to be covering season five, episode two and three. So that's last last week's episode and this week's episode. Thank you for giving us some grace. Uh, We had kids spend the night, nieces and nephews. We had... Tons of rapping happening. It was just chaos. And so everything ended up great. And I appreciate the great. Let's start off with Gino and Jasmine. Gino's on his way to Panama. And then we finally get to meet Jasmine for the first time. She has two kids with her ex-husband. And they're living in the country. Excuse me. One son is with the ex-husband. One son is with her mom in the country. He just really isn't doing well in an apartment during a pandemic lockdown. Understandable. Needs to run around. She says there's a long list of things she doesn't like about Gino. I felt like, tell me if you feel this, before they met, do you feel like sex was a big buildup in this relationship? Definitely. I mean, it was advertised by Gino with getting the blue pills, going to the pharmacy to get adult adult (laughs) things. It's interesting for a guy like Gino. He's been out of a relationship, I think, for seven years. Something like that. And I mean... He's just a regular old dude on the block just trying to find an attractive younger lady. Okay, me and you completely differ on this relationship. You say it's real. Yeah, I think it's real. Really? Still? Yeah. Well, I did get some weird signs from this episode. I, I'm i so torn because you used it as an example of look at all the effort she's putting in in the hotel. Making it all cute yeah. and nice. Yeah. I think that's easy to play up. Make him more fall in love with you. We meet Grizel, who is Jasmine's best friend, who came to help decorate the hotel room. And even she thinks Jasmine's crazy. I mean, your friends meeting anyone in that position would tell you you're crazy. No. She says because she needs reports. Oh, yeah. And she needs to be on video call all the time. But doesn't that even allude more to she probably didn't do that to previous relationships? But then she was cheated on, is my theory. And now she's just like, never again, I'm going to know immediately. Like, no one's going to play me. Wouldn't, doesn't that allude more to this being real then? Like, why would you care then? Why would you care? As long as you're getting your money, like, why, why would you care? You're not going to be played. I, I get that, but if it's fake and you're in it for the money, like, what does it even matter if you're getting played if you're getting the money? I guess. That's kind of my thinking. If it was only for money? Yeah. Okay, maybe he she thinks he's like, all right, but deaf not her type. Let me, maybe oh, that's what. Probably deaf not her type. No. The baby talk is horrible and I wish it would stop. It hurts my ears. Doesn't she call him daddy? Does she call him daddy? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. I, I try to tune out all baby I, talk, I do, so I, I couldn't tune out baby. I talk. couldn't tell you. Their kissing makes me very uncomfortable, and I wish it would stop as well. At the airport when they meet, it was super cute. I will admit, even though I don't fully buy this relationship, 
When they met, it was cute. They were very excited to see each other. But the face eating with the baby talk killed me. I think Gino's just been out of practice for a couple years. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) So his kissing is just a little intense. Yeah. How do you feel about receiving a electric toothbrush and a pregnancy test as a gift? You, as a male. <laughs> uh, that would be, well, if I, I guess if I received that, would be really confusing. But one, that would mean you're telling me I have dirty teeth or bad breath, but a pregnancy test? He wants to wife her and no, oh, knock he, her up he wants, on this trip. Oh, this, this, is, this is funny, though. I, I guess she, he's expecting her to use it after he leaves. Or at the end of the trip, like his last day there. Because he's going to be there in two, three weeks, I think. Like he just goes one for one and it just happens. <laughs> yes. Not knowing if she's in the, like an ovulation period or anything like that. No, it's just, just going to happen. Gonna happen. It's just going to happen. <laughs> Science. Who needs that? <laughs> but spoiler, Jasmine is on birth control and she has not told Gino. Small details. Yeah, I, I do find it fascinating that a lot of these times it seems like folks will just... You know, they'll just blindly just keep going forward. There, nothing's stopping oh, this train. Red flags hanging oh, on the You face. already have a kid? No big deal. Uh, I want to have a kid with you. You know, the lady might think, well, I want birth control. Just keep that train moving. <laughs> just don't stop. Just keep That's going. That's what I'm not getting. That's, see? <laughs> Fake. Ish. Ish. But I feel like every one of every relationship we see, someone's hiding something. Yes. It's almost like yeah, you don't want to tell everyone everything because then you're like, well, Naturally, they're not going to like me, or yeah. this is this is why they would walk away. I'm team, everyone like, has something. Just everyone. tell everyone up front; they either stay or they don't. Don't waste my Whether time. Whether it's you know someone still living with their mom that could be viewed as a negative, yeah. Uh, someone who maybe hasn't had a relationship in twenty years that could be kind of odd. Yeah. Uh, everyone has something. Someone might have anger issues. Like <laughs> everyone has this little thing that makes them tick. We see Jasmine's jealousy and controlling nature come out real quickly. She wanted to see his phone day one. Oh, she has been her because this is kind of wild. Yeah. It is kind of wild. She wants the phone password immediately. He says, it's my face. <laughs> so she hopes that she can, while he's sleeping, open his phone. He called a burger his first Panamanian food. I can't take him seriously. <laughs> I can't take it. He really got nothing but a burger. I mean, to be honest, let, let's say he didn't like live somewhere with seafood. Yeah. He would go to like Maine or something and get like a burger and say, "Ah, oh, this amazing Maine food." <laughs> like it, just, it, would, it wouldn't matter where he went. He's That's been, true. He's getting the burger. I thought it was so creepy the body language of her having her arms wrapped around his neck and having him open his phone. Yeah, it was weird body language. It was very threatening to me. I will slit your throat. <laughs> There's a message in here that I don't him. like. Exactly. I'll shake him. At the end of their beautiful Panamanian meal with burgers, fries, all that good stuff, he wants to tip the waitress. It does seem like there's a tip line on the receipt. Mm -hmm. I was looking for that. I think there was. I know in some countries you don't tip. It's just how it is. Personally. Like like, like Japan. I think in Japan you don't tip. Okay. I personally do look this up when I go to a new country. I kind of see what the tipping norms are, cultural norms. I don't want to break any rules or make anyone uncomfortable right off the bat. So he just wanted to tip. I thought there was a tipping line. I would also tip. Jasmine's not having any of this. It means she's... This means Gina wants to fuck this waitress. That's that's not normal. Like, you need some help. She does the classic line. Do whatever you want. It's a trap. It's a trap. That line is always a trap. 
I, I did like how Gino mentioned, like, I'm doing a perfectly normal thing, <laughs> just tipping. It's, he's trying to be so nice. Doesn't he's mean I want to be romantically what. involved with the waitress. Why didn't they ask for a male waiter? Oh, yeah. She could have done that. If there was any issue. Let's just, let's just nip this in the butt. <laughs> in the elevator, she tells Gino, if I tell you something, you do it. Uh, no. Because <laughs> if I tell you that, are you going to just do it? Probably not. At this point, we see her acting like a child walking around the hotel, not talking to him. Goes in the bathroom, comes out in lingerie, and asks him if maybe, he wants to cuddle. Maybe this is what she naturally does. She's like, I like to get mad before. That's like her thing. I mean, she does seem very dominatrix. So maybe. She's like, these are just my pajamas. And they're making out again and touching really freaked me out. Your boy I just, has been I, out of the game for years. He needs some time to... I also don't think he took his pill, so I'm concerned. Oh, might do a little two-minute in and out. <laughs> well... Is it even oh, happening? Oh. Is what I'm saying. I need. I mean. Also, he was so worried about these blue pills. How did he not know exactly where they were? I mean, this guy's like <laughs> rummaging through everything. Why don't you just have them in the nightstand? That ready should have been unpack number one. Blue pills. Or is he trying to? She doesn't tell him about the pregnancy or the the. She's on a birth control, and then he won't tell her that he's on the blue pill. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. He's like six hours, girl. This is natural. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Caleb and Alina. We see Caleb going to his parents' house to tell them about his trip to Turkey and to bum a suitcase off, off of them. How old is this dude? First thing he got remember. there, he's like, yo, can I get some food? Yeah, immediately. <laughs> like, Bro, you're like 28. I need to make, I need some food. I need some suitcases. I'm going on a trip. Uh, red flag. The guy who travels doesn't have a suitcase? That's what I'm saying. No suitcase, but his whole intro was about all the foreign places that he's traveled to and lived. Red flag, red flag. Okay, people could say like, oh, maybe he was backpacking. I'm like, you can backpack now. (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to take a ton to Turkey. Although his his parents did look totally normal, regular old people. I had a little bit of an issue with them. Caleb did warn the viewers that his parents are old school, very religious, believe if you're dating someone, you're marrying them. Their reaction kind of bummed me out. To not only Caleb saying he's going to Turkey, oh, I didn't know that was on the list, but to saying, but how tall is she? Will this affect your children? Just let them meet first. Stop. Stop. Don't put this out there. You're also being very judgy before you even know this girl. You know nothing about her other than this one thing. Maybe they're asking questions that folks would like to ask, but they don't. I think might, people should know that sometimes they need to be quiet and those those inner things, they don't need to come out. I feel like Caleb doesn't tell his parents anything at all. He never bring, never introduces them to girlfriends that he's dating. They just seem very surprised by a lot. When we saw Caleb packing, I was super annoyed to see multiple supplements in his backpack. Or excuse me, in a suitcase. I think I overheard one of the podcasts you listened to. They mentioned, like, eat some fucking fish or yeah. anything. Some falafel. Any protein. Why, Why do you, you have to pack this? Also, we all know vacation calories don't count. Just eat whatever you want. It's a vacation. He's in the, the phase that a lot of young folks go through of hardcore gym, supplements, creatine, pre-workout, post-workout, protein. <laughs> and we find out later it's all for looks. I'll explain that. Okay. Breadcrumb. We're coming back to that. Okay. His friend taking him to the airport... Looks like someone that owns a Subaru WRX. Oh, Is that not accurate? Totally. We're evil. It's like every time you, <laughs> you see someone driving STI, you're like, this is how I think someone will look. And you're like, yep. That's it. Yeah. There's another one. WRX, same uh, thing. 
He's going to break her fucking heart. You think so? Absolutely. I just, I don't know what he expects. I think there's different expectations. I don't know if he's attracted to a smaller person or if it's more he's like, off... we're really good friends. We've been friends forever. We've never met. It'd be cool to be on the no, TV show. No, because that's not the vibe that she's putting off of her expectation. So that's a perfect segue. We see Caleb talking to his family and getting ready for this trip. And then we see Alina and Elijah getting ready for the trip. Can I just say I would pay to watch a show of just Alina and Elijah and their daily adventures? I love them. I love Elijah specifically. He's a really... Such a good friend. He's like a quirky character like that could be on a show. <laughs> Alina has great friends in general. She also had that friend that picked them up in Turkey. Yeah, that was great interesting. Great I did love how shocked that the friend was that picked them up in Turkey that they were going to stay in the same room. Alina was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> good for you, girl. Get yours. We see that Caleb was responsible for getting the hotel room and completely failed. Now... I understand that as an able-bodied person, you probably aren't thinking of wheelchair-accessible rooms. Where are the rooms? Are they first floor, second floor? What does the bathroom look like? Are there stools? Are there things to even make it a little bit more accommodating? But what sucks is Caleb knows that she's going to need accessible items. And they even had, I mean, granted, the conversation could have been more in-depth and specific, but she did talk to him about she does need help. With things. He you know, should have thought that some, something I to noticed, translate that to the hotel needs. Something I noticed in our trip to Mexico where we stayed, mm -hmm. they actually had ramps. Yes, but... But, you know, obviously they didn't have an elevator, but... Yes, I'm hoping that they could make... They would save those bottom rooms for yeah, people that need it. But yes, there I, were I, ramps I, I, to I all the first floor rooms. strange that unless they were fully booked, they couldn't change rooms. But a lot of hotels don't have rooms on the first floor. Oh, it's maybe so, it's like a business or... Yeah, or just some kind of... Restaurant or something. Yeah. So that kind of seems the situation here. There's nothing on the first floor. And not only that, the stairs just look so steep. They look huge. Mm -hmm. Actually, you're totally right. Because when we went to San Diego, mm -hmm. the little Italy, yeah. that hotel, yeah, there's nothing. Exactly. Nothing on the first floor. And that elevator was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> It really sucked seeing Alina kind of walk around and see how she could make this room work. and But there's a lot of issues. Like, the bed was too high. The toilet. They don't have stools. The I mean, like, everything was too high. The bed was huge. The bed would be climbed into by an average height person. See, our bed would have worked. <laughs> I want a high bed, and Leon loves... What are they called? They're called They're like Ikea mom beds. Yes, loves them. Refuses to have a taller bed. But I want to climb into bed. I feel like put effort when I get up in the morning. <laughs> Elijah's disappointed that Alina only wants him to take her to the airport and kind of skedaddle after. Just disappointing for him. But he's like, why the fuck did I go for then? <laughs> but it's understanding because if you're going to kiss this guy or, you know, have a moment with him, you don't really want someone just kind of standing around yeah. waiting. Yeah. So I understand it, even though Elijah kind of hates it. I so we see when they first meet it was very sweet they were kind of nervous you could tell around each other they both took off their masks to show each other their full face but I was surprised there was no kiss gosh I, I'm trying to recall like how they were interacting or communicating of what kind of trip this is gonna be or what are the emotions or what the relationship even is I think Alina thinks it's more romantic maybe than he does and he might think of it more as like a friendship. A getting to know you if it's a potential partner. But I say that, but then he packed condoms. 
So there's yeah. clearly something more but I he's mean, expecting. But I mean, what if he's expecting an action from other people? Ew, I hope not. Well, asshole. What, what if it, mentally he's like, oh, I'm actually just here to see my friend and... That would be horrible. He better not come on a show before the 90 days and go fuck other people. I, okay, that's that's the catch-all. I, I, I get... And see people online are gonna be like you idiot he's on the show for 90 day fiance i'm like okay yes yes but people's mental state it can switch all the time yes he could yes i'm on a show with 90 day but this is a friend i've had for like 13 years like i do have to also take that in mind but i don't think that either one of them would agree to go to turkey for just a friendship meetup yeah uh, it just feels like something's what are your, a what little are your, off what are your thoughts on Oh, you said you're going to come back to the looks. Okay, yes. So we're at the airport. We don't get a kiss. It's a little awkward. We see them get into the van. He learns how to collapse her wheelchair. And then they get out of the hotel. And he's like struggling with the bags and the wheelchair. And I don't know what this is for. He's like, Or like grunting. Or like, oh, I gotta pick this up. I'm like, this is why you work out, dude. It should be like easy. It should be no problem. That fake protein should be working out those muscles. It's all for show. They, they don't do anything. <laughs> the fact that he told Alina, you're smaller than I thought. And he had all of these little, all these little kind of backhanded things to say that you shouldn't say upon meeting someone. It just, he's not there for the same reason she's there, I think. Well, you said something like, if you just pick someone up, that could be looked at as like kind of rude. And yeah, like, I I'll thought, just pick, I'll just pick you maybe up. Maybe they didn't show it, but I thought when he initially put her wheelchair in the van, he walked around and just picked her up and put her in the car. I think he should have asked first mm. especially if that's the first time you've done it yeah but maybe they did and they didn't show it because it was kind of a cut scene so yeah, yeah. but i was just like don't just pick her up like ask her if she wants help the way so he asked her when they were going up the stairs in the hotel mm-hmm. i thought that was fine because he asked and she said she liked it but to just pick her up in the car i was like don't do that she really does seem like a sweet person and i'm really hoping she doesn't get heartbroken did you find it odd that he was looking in the bed after he found out that Elijah had slept there the night before. What does what was, that mean? What are you looking for? He's looking for some loose leg hairs. <laughs> I guess. Or, like, is he threatened by Elijah? Does he think he's being intimate with Alina? What does this mean? Right. He he seems like... Caleb, just the little like the little interactions he's had, he does seem like an odd character. He, or awkward. He's not there for love. No. 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 There is not an ounce of affection so far. And I think Alina's correct to question, are we here for a friendship? Oh, it was weird because she's like, that didn't really go as planned, this first meeting. No, nothing romantic. Again, he's going to break her heart. It's going to suck. Because that guy in South Africa broke her heart too. Kimbali. Kimbali. And Usman. Kimbali. AKA Soldier Boy. Kimbali. This girl really doesn't want to be called a super fan? (laughs) We'll get to that. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, what? Uh, not not a good look. Kim feels really selfish for leaving her mom to go on this trip. And the, her mom is super sweet and just doesn't want to see her get her heart broken. I really like her mom. We see Kim make it through various airports and finally arrive in Ethiopia. 30 hours. 30 hours. Well, she arrived in Ethiopia and then she went to Tanzania. Total. So yeah, total, total. total. 30 hours. Wow. A lot. That's exhausting. Then we finally see good old Usman, 32 years old, from northern Nigeria. Fire's a banger, and I don't care what anyone says. Banger. That fire, fire. My Mona Lisa. I love that the show did not acknowledge his ex-wife by name at all. Just that he had an ex-wife, 
around the same age. Yeah, she was American. Pretty wild. I guess she called him a pretty uh, not nice word. And yep. they kind of just... And we do not support that. Ex- so fuck her. They hit her with the excommunicado. We find out, though, that his ex is Zara. And he's got a song? This is the song that he will be shooting the video for and has invited Kimberly out. Kimberly. To... I don't. I still don't know the reason. I keep stumbling every week on what to call it to view the making of this video. Yeah, like a VIP fan experience, super fan. Oh, experience. that's where that line's getting a little blurred. And a potential girlfriend. Yes. Why didn't he stay with Zara? He says that she couldn't handle the fans and the other women commenting and wanting maybe to be a part like, of his maybe life. She's controlling or like Jasmine or what? Jeez. I was like, you're mine. You nobody else's. You're my king. <laughs> and he's like, uh. We're just like dating. We're not. He wrote a song about her though, and it sounds very lovey. Kim took her mask off to talk to the taxi driver and everyone else around her. Yeah, it was weird. It's almost like I have arrived in the land of no COVID. <laughs> and so, even though everyone else is wearing masks, not me. <laughs> this resort is so beautiful. It really is. So lush. It really it's is. gorgeous. And the pools, the scenes, the, the water. Trees. Yeah, it is nice. I wrote, girl, do not wear your man on your shirt. She did this the entire episode. How many does she have? She has not reworn one since. But she's not a super fan. Don't call her. Don't call her super fan. She's picking Usman up at the airport with red roses, her merchandise on. And she asked the taxi driver, would you feel weird, (laughs) you know, if a girl gave you roses or something? And he just says, yes. (laughs) And she's like, okay, so I'll give these to Usman. Usman did tell his entourage, who consists of his manager and his assistant, why this man needs so many people to take care of him. I have no idea. But he did ask them to not call Kimberly a super fan before they even met. I feel like he's actually sort of doing a show. He's he's doing an act for the show of Mm -hmm. like... Look at me. I'm the star. I have an assistant. I oh, have I see. a manager here. I'm shooting this video. Uh, it's like this promotion thing. Or maybe in his contract, he said, if I'm on the show, I need my assistant, my air quotes, yeah. and a manager with me. And you need to pay for their flights <laughs> for this trip to this resort town, resort island. So Kim and Usman meet. She's so excited. She's like hyperventilating. She wants to cry. She's so excited. She sees him. She runs up to him, she's gives meeting, him the flowers. She's meeting MJ. This is her MJ. Is moment. this her MJ? Yes. Closest she'll get? Yeah. Well, she was super happy. She was wearing her shirt. She gave him the flowers. They hugged. She was definitely leaning into it. He was standing straight up. Take what you will of that. He was just trying to be cool. It was a little awkward. Yeah. <laughs> she did use the L word. She said she loved him when talking to the camera. Oh my God, I love him. I was like, oh, no, too much, too much. You like just met this dude. Oh my God. Do you think the argument in the van between the manager, assistant, and Kim was planned by Usman? I can expand Mm. if I'm, if that's a little confusing. No, no. I mean, he he tells them, hey, don't, don't call her super fan. I think it was planned. Oh, really? The first thing he says is, hey, super fan. No, but I think in the van, the specific conversation of when he says it again to Kim. And then I think he did it again because Usman wanted to be painted as the good guy fighting for Kimberly. Oh, interesting. So I think it was planned. I think that he specifically did tell them to say it so that he could come to her defense and show her how great he is. You're playing into your conspiracy theory side. Yes, that's all made up. (laughs) 
But that's what I think. That's the vibe I got. Why would anyone just randomly keep saying that? Well, he just asked her, why are you so offended that I call you a super fan? And she's like, that, and she's wearing she's like that's, that's not what I am. Yes, I'm wearing his shirt. I'm not a super fan. I'm something else. And they're like, a potential girlfriend? <laughs> then we see... Wait, who the hell wants to be labeled a potential girlfriend? That's fucking weird. <laughs> that's super weird. Don't go to another country to see someone if you're a potential. Then we see Usman getting help from his manager, his assistant, and now one of the workers at the hotel of getting into his hotel room. Again, I don't know why this grown man needs so much help. I do like the, I won't even say the name, but I do like how he's only wearing the t-shirt from his look. Oh, really? I didn't even notice that. It's only... Good for him. Self-promote. Just like how Kimbali was only wearing Usman shirts. Yeah. He was only wearing, like, who's that, whoever he signed with or the label he has or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was... I thought it was so funny that she was like, yeah, just go clean up, meet me in my room. We'll hang out. And then we see her change into another Usman merchandise shirt. Like a pink Usman shirt. How many do you have? I would be, I would love to know how many she packed. Like every day? Is it just an Usman shirt? Please tell me no. But I'm not a super fan. Not a super fan. Don't you dare. Kimberly gave this man a MacBook Pro and a PS5. You cannot Holy get shit. PS5s on the market right now. This lady paid over retail 100 percent over retail because you unless or, t- or took her nephew's ps5 <laughs> maybe her son helped her get and a it. fucking macbook pro yeah like, this shit is not cheap no neither of them neither of these items they're big items right now in the u.s there's not a store that carries ps5s they're so hard to get they're this gone dude, within a minute online look at his happiness when he first saw kimbali <laughs> versus when he first saw the ps5 yep <laughs> Holy shit. That's true love. Holy shit. Also interesting that a PS5 gets a better reaction than a MacBook Pro. That's of the world. Because it's the rarity, oh, though. Whoa. Can't wow. get that. This dude is just using this. I feel so bad. And She's just, also going to get her heart you know, broken. Folks, just Kimberly's the ultimate example of, man, people want love so bad. Mm-hmm. So bad. Obviously, she's you know essentially paying for it. Yeah. But then you mentioned she's so pushy to have him essentially stay in the room with mm-hmm. her so they can get you know poke or whatever but you mentioned you can't buy sex that shouldn't be an expectation no yeah exactly if you give someone a gift that's simply what it is a gift there cannot be any expectation attached to that especially sex you cannot put that on someone so i think she's being too pushy it's very inappropriate think of role reversal oh i bought you this nice thing you owe me sex yeah. not okay so that's disappointing to see. I guess she really wants that girlfriend title. But again, uh, sex doesn't equal girlfriend. So what it, in her head, maybe it does. But if you really wanted to be a part of this man's life, work on the relationship, get that title. If that's what you want, don't worry about the sex. Don't think that sex equals anything at this point. I do like that. Well, I don't like Usman has this like car that he can play of. Oh, I rushed things with my last my last wife. I mean, he's already and playing I, that, and I don't want to repeat that. So let's let's. I want to take it slow. That's what and it he is. always has that card to pull out in case someone's being you know too pushy mm-hmm. on him. He could just say, "I want to take it slow." My yeah. last, you know. But I mean, at some point, you're essentially just playing all these women. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Memphis and Hazam. We see Memphis getting ready to fly to Tunisia today. She stops by her foster sister's house, Ingrid. And she's an amazing sister. She came over and had a full breakfast for this woman. Yeah. 
She's good. Memphis is so weird. She strikes me as someone that is so smart, but just makes these really... I mean, we we meet another couple um, that I think is sort of similar thoughts of, like, you make some really interesting decisions. I really liked her sister. I thought she was super caring. She was super real. She talked about not leaving her kids for that long. She talked about expectations. She talked about potential flaws. But at the end of the day, she's going to sing with you, take you to the airport, send you off well. I loved her. Yeah, she's definitely a, what is it, ride or die? Do you think that Memphis cheated on Hassam with her ex-husband? Yes. Oh, so you think it did get physical? Yes. Did she mention it didn't? Yeah. I don't call bullshit. I think it also got physical. Oh, yeah, because I'm just going to say it did on TV. Okay. No, I, I think it got physical. I just, if you're looking for comfort in your ex... Would it really only be emotional, or are you looking for that physical comfort? I mean, she's already alluded to, you know, like, needing a man or... Yes, like she said she does need avoid. to feel secure. She know. has really high expectations for Hassam in related relation to her family. She says he's going to be a great father figure, a great husband, and it's... Man, she she wants to pick this guy up and drop him off in her life and have him just play the perfect person, and it's not going to be that. It- as far as we know at this point, like, he doesn't even know English. Well, no, he doesn't. Like, they'll be using how, the phone the whole time. Like, how do you, how do you, ex- your relationship itself is going to take time to grow, but how do you expect any kind of communication with your kids? She have one kid or two, I can't remember. Yeah, your communication with your children. If he definitely can't communicate with them, you know, because kids are going a thousand miles an hour, they're just go, go, go. So they don't have time to just, what'd he say? Yeah. <laughs> Also, apologies. I just realized I've been saying his name wrong this entire time. I see later in my notes I corrected it. His name is Hamza. Hamza. Yeah. I am very sorry. They sound kind of funky, but... So, Hamza. <laughs> he is 28 years old from Tunisia. He wants a thick and exciting woman. I like him. Because <laughs> he's blunt. <laughs> he's blunt. He's cool. His mom literally does everything for him. He's a mama's boy, for sure. I understand the culture. It's typical for kids to still live with their parents multi-generational housing but good lord this woman does everything laundry food makes his bed yep cleans for him he doesn't work he doesn't drive he doesn't red flag he tried He's... to say he knew how to drive i don't think he knows how to drive red flag he say he got into a fight with the instructor Why'd you get into does he have an anger instructor? issue yeah why would that ever happen my red favorite, flag my favorite thing is kickboxing i like to fight i gotta <laughs> fight with the instructor the instructor oh yeah can he not uh, handle his anger but, well but then she has didn't we find out she has anger issues? Yeah, the, I believe it was the stepsister who said, or excuse me, the foster sister who said she's worried about him because she can... Pop off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so this... Um, but I feel like it can only get to a certain extent because there's like a language barrier. Yeah. Like, I don't know how Can bad, you fight with the translator? Yeah, how bad the argument can get if you don't... Well, I guess that could actually be really bad because you don't understand each other. <laughs> it's actually worse. We learned that Hamza has lied already to Memphis. He said that his mom would be comfortable if they slept in the same room. And she absolutely is not. The mom mom, and the sister both said no. The mom mentioned that it would be better to wait until marriage. Yes. Which is very traditional. And he just completely lied to get her there. Bullshit. As a parent, I would not be comfortable with No. No. What if... if, So... Memphis is arriving expecting like some freaky shit to go down. Yes. She bought on a laundry. It seems like they live in like a little apartment. Yes. Like, we'll hear everything. Like, no. Um no. Go 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 get a hotel. <laughs> no. These walls ain't thick, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Not as thick as the woman you're wanting. Oof. Oof. 
We don't even learn like if he has a trade. Like we don't even know what he does. No. When he is um working employed, yeah. I'm not sure. Hamza's mom really had to get Memphis flowers. Absurd. Above and beyond. True. This mom is MVP. wonderful. Yes. Beyond MVP. She had to get flowers so that her son could give his girlfriend flowers. That's absurd. Do you think the life in Tunisia is going to be a shell shock to Memphis? As I think so. As how women act, how they dress, yeah. cultural norms. I think so. I mean, I think she knows some, but I don't think she knows to the extent. Example, right off the bat also, where she's going to sleep. Don't, I also don't see her being disrespectful to the culture. No, like, I don't I'm, either. I'm pretty sure she's not just going to be... Flat, I'm going to do whatever I want. Know, no. Flashing titties everywhere. I'm pretty <laughs> sure she's going to be pretty modest in the sort of day-to-day... I don't think she's going to pull a Britney and just be like walking around the market with boobs out. We find out that because his mother is divorced that she can't get a job that it really reflects on kind of your social status you're pretty much shunned it sounds like if you have a divorce no weird but then the dad probably isn't shunned oh yeah no problem weird huh yeah weird how that works it sounds like his whole expectation is to go to the u.s to provide for his family Mm -hmm. well i'm curious how i'm assuming the father sends money he probably left his family let's be honest no no i mean but then who provides for the family? I mean, somebody's got to pay for the oh, apartment, the I food. Guess. Yeah. Something. And he doesn't Memphis. work. Memphis. I'm uh, just kidding. I don't know. Well, it may be. Well, maybe. When we see them meet, Memphis talks about how low her self-esteem is. And honestly, it explains a lot. It just explains kind of her need for approval, how she has to have this work. She needs a man. She needs a dad for her kids. She needs all of these things to feel secure. I felt like their meeting, initial meeting, was really uncomfortable, personally. They just couldn't talk to each other. They didn't know what the other person was saying. He knows... He knows a little bit of English. Very, very little. It's honestly more than I thought he didn't know. Yeah, and sometimes he tries to, like, combo the words he knows to formulate a sentence, and it sounds a little broken, but, yeah, it does know a lot more than I thought. Yeah, I thought it was nothing. A lot more than sexy time. (laughs) Yeah, it's not just sexy time. Give the man more credit. Mike, 34, from New York. He's a Lego fan. Get your boy. I like Mike. He's a Lego fan. Probably builds Gundams. Leon does both of those things as well. So no red flags there. Right. He's an IT support technician and a volunteer firefighter. Hey. So great. IT team like you. Perfect. Not a firefighter, though. Not a firefighter. Darn. (laughs) (laughs) He lives with his dad and grandfather and... We did the math, and it sounds like he hasn't had a girlfriend since he was 14. Well, he said 20 years. I'm pretty sure he said 20 years. And he's 34, 35? Something like that. That is a very long time. Yep. That was like a one-year playground relationship. What's that, freshman high school? I think you were questioning if he was possibly still a virgin. Yes. Okay. This is... I wanted to know if he was still a virgin, if he's had a hookup before, and so he's not a virgin, but if you haven't been in a relationship since you were 14, and you haven't been with anyone, then it's I mean, easy hey, to assume. One night fling. Yeah. That's not a relationship. No, that's fine. Exactly. But we don't know. What if it was a situation like True Love? What's that movie we just watched last oh, night? Oh, True Romance. True Romance. You get a girl, you have a great time, and that's what it is. He just didn't end up marrying her. Would you count that as a relationship, though? No. Well, but that's two, what I'm two, saying. That's for, What if he's not a virgin, but it was something like that, where he had a great time with someone? Two-day two relationship, maybe? Yeah. So then we meet his lady friend. A little bit more on her. We find out that they met... Well, they met online because sure. he switched his location on his dating app. 
from white guys and Latinas, New York. <laughs> I don't know to Colombia because that's just the natural <laughs> progression. You know, New York, Colombia. Yes, yes, yes. Makes sense. Do people just skip the cross state option? Yeah, there's no like tri-state. <laughs> it, it just option goes here. to oh, not in my state. Gotta go to another country. <laughs> like, <Yes>. What? <laughs> okay. You know, some some friend told him, "Hey, I met a cool girl, Colombia. Give it a shot." It's not like <laughs> you don't want me to try like Jersey or yeah, any, Florida you know, or anything over here. Anything? There's a lot of states on the East Coast. Anything on the East Coast? No. All right. We meet his brother Steve, and he says this is the happiest that he's seen Mike since her mother passed away nine years ago. So while people in his family do have reservations, they're worried about him. They also see he's the happiest, so I can also understand not wanting to burst that. It's almost like the relationship's giving him hope. It's giving him hope for something. Exactly. He plans on proposing when he gets there, which is rough. But he really does feel like she cares for him. She asks if he's eaten today, what he's eaten. If you've never had anyone really care, that's probably really nice. I can see how that could mean a lot. We then go to the toy store because he wants to make a good impression and meet her two children jimenez excuse me the cashier a gem salt of the earth we love her but mike's friend and his wife go with him to the toy store they're looking around they're trying to decide what to get and then they pull mike to the side for a little conversation and they ask have you ever sent her money i think he sent her a lot of money well we find out the next episode that he has so he says he helps her out with rent and things like that Helped her with a fridge and a washing machine. I think in the last episode, we no, we were talking about that. That doesn't seem crazy. Like, no. those are some life things you need. Yeah, so it it's very impacts your life. If you do not have a fridge, that's a big deal. Understandable if you're dating someone, you want to help them out with that. Consistent rent, a little bit more of a red flag. But you want your person comfortable. I'll put, try to look past so it. Put yourself in their shoes. You're dating someone internationally. You're having good vibes. They seem really cool at this point. Maybe they send you a picture of a newspaper and they're not fake. (laughs) You know they're real. But what if they approach you with, uh, hey, could you, you know, it's COVID. I mean, it's COVID or you are too. But hey, it's COVID where I'm at. I'm kind of struggling. Like, could you send some money? How would you think you would react to that? Me, personally? Yeah. I have not sent money. And it seems like. I say that, it but seems I, like it would, I definitely it would, help people out. It seems like it would it could turn it a little bit less honest because now I'm just giving you money. And oh, it that's would make the me... expectation. Like that's not doesn't seem like a good I mean Timmy, it doesn't seem like a good place to be in within a relationship. No. But this is different. She knew she had someone that hasn't found love yet and hasn't had a relationship in a long time and all of these things that were in her well, favor. I'm, well I'm hoping that they do good. Relationship works out, all that stuff. But you know, just from the Mike's way we gonna have his heart broken. The, the way we've seen things work out, it, it, it's almost like it's the way. Maybe the way their relationship builds. Of you know, you get all these details about a person. You know, they yeah, they tell you, oh, well, you know, I haven't been in a relationship for a long time. You know, I didn't have any luck dating here. I, I saw you, and I thought you were incredibly beautiful. It's almost like maybe a person could get that idea of like, I I got him. That's sad. Mike's gonna get his heart broken, and it sucks because I think he's a genuine. Genuinely good I, guy. I think he is a really good guy. But, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about his partner, or his you know, future partner here in a moment. Do you think he asked his dad and grandfather if he could bring three other people into the home? Or is this just something... I think it's sort of like the dream. 
Although it seems like Mike's just got like a room. I, I don't know how that... Yeah, so how are you going to handle... And like two small children is a lot of energy for these older gentlemen, I feel like. Or here's the other thing I thought of. Or it's an ideal situation. But don't these dads have to sign off on these kids leaving? I would assume and so. Up, give up custody? Or if when you're in prison, is that just you don't have that anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. See, things we should have Googled first. But... I say maybe it'll be a good thing because maybe they'll liven up the house and the grandparents will absolutely love having little kids around. It could go either way. It could be horrible or it could be this amazing blended family. I'm shooting for amazing blended family. You're just vigorously shaking your head no. Why? No. I, you know, older, older dudes living on their own. They just have a routine and they are not used to people being in their home. And I don't think their home is, I mean, their home is, looks pretty modest. Like it's not big. Yeah. I don't know how all these people are fitting. I don't know what Mike's plan is here. That it sounds kind of wild. I've heard in countries where they'll kind of mix communities as far as like apartment buildings that will be senior housing, but there'll also be some rooms for like young people to move in and have decent rent. Or you can have like a roommate that's an older person, like mm-hmm. the two bedroom apartment. And I kind of love that. I think, okay, this is such a tangent. I'm sorry. I think our society pushes older people out into kind of a secluded area and they're like, you belong here and this is it. You're. Yeah, we live, don't need you yeah, anymore. Live your years here. Yeah. And so I really love when there's kind of multi-generational housing or, I don't know, I just don't like the thought of older people just kind of being put away. My little rant, sorry. But what I was hoping is, you know, this beautiful blended family would get together. The grandparents would think it's so cool having all these little kids are running around. That's my ideal situation. And I know you don't see it that way. You want to talk about old girl? Yes. Let's get into her. Well, first, Mike arrived in Columbia. Prior to us even meeting Jimena, and there's no one in this baggage claim. Did she even say she was going to meet him? He said that he talked to her when he was leaving and said, and she told him that she was going to be a baggage claim. Uh, it would be, I feel like she's just outside because they show us in a future episode that they're together and in her apartment. Yes. So somehow, but somehow he somehow met they met her. up, but it's very weird. And I wonder if she's shitty. literally outside the airport. I'd be fucking pissed. All this dumbass drama. And she's outside the airport. Oh, if you're not in baggage claim and you said you were going to be, I'm going home. What if they didn't let her in? Nope. You better text me or call me. What if you didn't have service? He hadn't bought the SIM card when you got to the new country. You better figure it out because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home right now. So we meet Jimena, 24 years old from Colombia. She's a manicurist and a mother of two children aged three and nine. These kids have very interesting fathers. Yes. One was a one night stand and one is in prison. I the, sounds like for it murder. Sounds like then that are like bad battery or assault or yeah. like something crazy. But um it sounds like the nine year old was the one night stand. Yes. Which if you do the math, she must have been fifteen. That's sad. Or actually fourteen. That's hard. When she broke down the story of the second child, that, that was, was wild. That was really I, fascinating. I was not expecting this. I was expecting him and I did have a very was, basic was, story. Was this gentleman like a boyfriend at the time? Yes. This is so, a boyfriend who so, was put away in prison. So the boyfriend, something happened with an uncle and then he went and attacked someone, I think, mm-hmm. or murdered. We don't know. She didn't go into details, but he got a lot of prison years. That's yes. all we know. So I say so, murder. So battery, murder, murder, something, whatever, something. Then... She, I guess she just wanted a child. I don't she know wanted if she wanted a child, a child with, with this person. Maybe he convinced her. That, that was their life and plan. And it seems like for being, because they weren't married, it seems like they had cordial visits. Uh, which yeah, I thought I you have, had to be like married. I or have at least, no idea how this happened. I don't know how that happened, but 
apparently it happened more than once. It happened at least twice. At least twice on the second visit, she became pregnant. But I thought it was interesting that she like felt compelled to have a child because she already she said had, she was so in love with him. She already had a child. Or maybe he wanted a child. Yeah, it was really interesting story. I didn't. And see it coming. seems like her dating life has been interesting. As she said herself, she's dated uh, policemen, tattoo artists, drug dealers, farmers, farmers. She said big men, big men. Yeah, right? that's usually her type. Farmers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they do, do and, a lot of work. And, uh, Mike, is it Mike? Is it mm-hmm. is not that right? Definitely not. So I'm a little concerned. She said that he is not attractive at all to her, but his heart is good. And his wallet. That's part of his heart. Did you know? But then she walks. So we meet her. We meet the kiddos. They're having a good time. They're cute. They look really cool. She seems like a really good mom. You know, just playing with the kids. Especially the, the kids interact with her. I mean. They I got to bring up one thing real quick. Go ahead. So we learn that the boyfriend in prison talks to her and her son almost every day. Does Mike know that? And does this dude in prison know about Mike? Great Because this point. is going to Great get messy. Point. He has connections. No. For sure. No. He went to town for his uncle. Some other family will go to town for him. Calling it right now. I'm just saying Mike might Mike, need to watch his back. No. Nah. Uh, that was a great pickup. They probably don't. Let's be honest. Yeah. And I think that's going to get really messy. Or, uh, yeah, this guy just sending me money. Just because. <laughs> <laughs> what? Maybe. Uh, then we meet. We They, they go back home. We see the kids and Jimena. Yeah, and Jimena walks us through the apartment, and she basically points through everything in the apartment was bought by Mike. Yeah, the couch, the dining room set, and the by fridge, Mike's the stove. Some kind of appliance thing. All appliances. Whatever. And from Mike's own word, he helps with the rent. Yeah. He's essentially paid for her whole life he at this He has an apartment in Columbia he doesn't know about. Yeah. Yeah, he's never been to Dude, like, come on, man. You, you can't. She got you with the, it's COVID here. Oh, I can't do my job that I usually do. Oh, it would really help if you sent some money. And she got him. Okay, do you think this one's fake? 100%. <laughs> but uh, it's also weird because, like, you have to go through the show, get on the show. You got to introduce this person that you're not into to your family. That's fucking weird. Well, I'll, you got to go all in. That is very strange to do that if you're just in it for the money honestly she actually mentioned it it's almost like she's making this sacrifice you know for herself of yeah not getting some macho guy that's like super handsome yeah. or whatever because it could bring a good life for her kids exactly that is interesting but also that's hard but then mike's it's mike's like the one that's left he's like oh you're not like in love with me like what what yeah. are we really doing here and then we see in previews of the show she just kind of trashes them all the time yeah. The sex was bad. He smells. It, what are you doing? Don't hurt someone. You should just be honest and say, hey, like, I'm not really feeling this. Yeah, that's you know, fine. Thank you for coming. Thank you for everything. Yeah. Like, like let's be friends or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'll show you around town still. I don't know. These are all, like, hopeful yeah. adulting things that just does do not happen on this show. No. We see Mike running like Paul. <laughs> that's way later on, though. Yeah, that's way Let later me just on. touch on this, that her stepmom is younger than her, I think. Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, she's 24. She's pretty young. And that stepmom had a real baby face. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't need know. I need I a backstory. Like, she has a real detail. interesting story. I would need, love a story detail. about her dad. Oh, so th- when she mentioned the tattoo artist and hence Jimena has a lot of pretty cool looking tattoos. <laughs> she does. They're really and I was good. like, 
Maybe this is how the tattoos came about. Maybe. Free tattoos. I would take advantage. I would take advantage. Come, <laughs> yeah. on, Come on now. I'm not I'm, I'm not hating. Like, I would no, do the same thing. same. Yeah, get it, girl. <laughs> Ella, 29 years old, from Idaho Falls, Idaho. We see that she is obsessed with Asian culture, loves cosplay, fantasy, and dragons. She really seems traumatized by her childhood and experiences through her school years, which are still affecting her to this day. It's really sad to see. I just don't feel like she... I feel like she keeps trying to get a man to fulfill this for her. And it's really sad to see. Because a lot of the show already, it's been one episode of her and it's been around her weight, almost every conversation. And it really sucks. It sucks that she doesn't feel comfortable in herself and she wants to change it. And she wants someone else to help her change it. Like, that's great if that's a change she wants to make. And it's great that she wants to find someone to help her do that. But I also feel like... I, I would I, I would say don't wait for this man to change your life. So that's kind of where I'm going. Don't wait for someone to complete you or do what makes you happy. Like, if, Work you, on if yourself. you have a vision for yourself, just shoot for it. Like, yeah. do the steps to make it happen. In like, her don't... case, it is she wants to lose weight. Girl, you already work hard on this ranch. Just keep doing it. Go for walks. Just do these little steps. But don't wait for this man to, to either support you or not. In this journey that you so badly personally want to take. You have a theory that they're actually never going to meet. Oh, and we're actually, never going to meet Well, him. actually, the way the whole story plays out, it, all, it already seems completely unlikely. One, she can't visit China and he's applying yes. for a tourist visa. There, we have In every preview, we have never seen them together it's always a video call so they're i do not believe think that we'll meet well we'll meet them separately i do not think that we will see them together and meet it really sucks that i want to like her but i don't like her fetization fet how do you say that Mm. fetization (laughs) fetization that would be a really great well you know what i'm trying to say but of asian men yeah because you're sort of you're just like oh they're all the same they're all i love them all they're all so great you i just do you care oh, of the oh, person? The, the conversation with her friend was kind of cringy too. How her friend married a Thai guy. Oh, you have an Asian husband too. Or she said, you never mentioned that. Like I was into the yeah, Asian guys. Asian like, men were my thing. And I'm like, is that a thing? <laughs> or like, can you really call it like a hobby? Because that's weird. <laughs> we meet Johnny. He's 34 from China. And he describes himself as an Asian man who loves Western culture. So kind of works. <laughs> And she's like essentially a cowgirl. <laughs> yeah, so kind of, yeah. yeah be... I have to say, she is genuinely so excited to meet him. Like, it brings tears to her eyes to think about meeting him and getting married and inheriting the ranch. And she has their whole life planned out. I, I find it weird that he was... Has he, like, never seen a full body picture of her? Because she mentioned, like, is, she's afraid that he might think she's too big, but He's has he seen not her seen on me? video, so... He has to know her size. I think it's she's just self-conscious about it. But if they're having cyber sex, he he knows. He's seen he's seen it all, is what I'm trying to say. Again, this kind of goes back to what I said about her just, oh, all Asian men. You know, I love all Asian men. They're all the same. She says when she's talking to her mom at the ranch that her goals of losing weight and oh, how kinda, he's going to do cringy. the cooking. She says he's Asian, so you know it's going to be healthy. Vegetables. Vegetables and stuff. What? That's how Korean fried weird. chicken is fuego. Because I can like Asian people can't be fat. Like what? Or like or eat there's bad. bad food and good food everywhere. Chicken karage? It's just fucking fried chicken. <laughs> what? I I just was not a fan. 
personally. Just a lot of things she says is very generalizing Asians and their culture and... Also, I mean, in some aspects, like, people's lack of excess weight could be also a lack of availability of food. Like, yes. Do, like, don't... That was fucking weird and it was kind of odd. Johnny is divorced and has a five-year-old son named Stoney. He lives with his grandparents and it sounds like they have a decent relationship, that being Stoney and Ella. Oh, it was funny. She was the one who mentioned, like, the Americans and Asian men or whatever website. Yeah, whatever it was Googled. a very specific yeah, website. Whatever, whatever she Googled or... Maybe like Asian men to women or I, I don't know, whatever she Googled. But yeah, interesting. He has a, a kid. And so that will be, and she does say that they want to become established here and then bring the kid over and that the mom isn't in his life. So that probably won't be as much of an issue, but still interesting. Very, very long-term plans they have. <laughs> but I feel like she envisions that he'll come over, they'll get married, yada, yada, a couple months and they'll bring the kid over. Like yeah. it's not that fast. No, not at all. Like, I don't know why you think it would be that fast. He's a boob guy. Yeah. You need to know that. He's yeah. a boob guy. And he's going to go crazy when he sees them in person. Oh my God, we made a terrible joke. You said, she, she just plays with one boob? <laughs> like on video search? Yeah, because she mentioned one boob. And I was like, wait, what's the other boob doing? They're like, they're usually like, a pair. They're usually there. I was like, well, like. <laughs> I'm doing that out. That's so funny. Way too much sex detail and cyber sex talk and vibrator talk at lunch it's almost it's daytime like was, we're not having drinks i don't want to know this is this late is very, night drink talking she's like you don't have to break down like we don't cyber need details to me nope. I, I get it you can just say we do we, adult things yeah leave it i don't even know about the vibrator collection but you have as many as dragons nope i don't, don't need to know, know that, that you've used it in a i just assume in cyber sex anything is a go so don't yeah, don't so, tell me just oh don't tell i've me even anything. used it yeah nope don't nope i'm good thanks girl we learned also that is this is not the first time she has done this and had these type of expectations for a man she has not met we find out that she had an indian boyfriend they went to thailand they met and maybe she was in love Oh, it sounds like she was. And sounds like he didn't want anything to do with her after they met. They, it just, nothing came from it. Well, it seems like they actually had outings, but he just didn't want anything romantic. Yes, there was nothing, there was no affection. And then that just kind of ended. I think guess her friends are just trying to brace her just to maybe... Have a realistic expectation for this. And she's, it seems like she goes all in. So, so do you think the their season will be more focused on the struggles that folks can go through to sort of try to try to meet whether it's her emotionally what she's going through and and because we think i mean we think they're never going to meet essentially right so they're just yeah all, i don't all they're going to be filming, i don't think his visa will go all through. they're going to be filming is other maybe how the asian side of the world and what he goes through and, and talking with his mom about well is she like big and he's like well yeah she's american like yeah they eat a lot of meat and stuff like okay <laughs> a lot of sweets <laughs> a lot of every desserts. american's fat dude <laughs> um, we do have that uh yeah that what is it stereotype around the world we yeah. are quite chonks that's okay <laughs> that's okay well not okay but you know you just have to live your life and you decide how you want to live that yeah no i feel you I think, honestly, even if they don't meet, I, I think they're actually going to have interesting dialogue or scenes. I think so, too. Of sort of the, the cultural differences without even being together. Yeah. Curious about where they go. Also, there's another couple we haven't even met yet. The They they previewed him. Yep. We still have not met them. We are, what, three episodes in? Four? 
I mean, the season's half over now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to go so long. They're, they, I feel like they don't meet either. They have no footage of them, I bet. There's no story there, so they'll we introduce get, them. We didn't even get an next time on featuring them. Nope, we at all. probably don't until... Why would you wait so long? Wouldn't you just introduce them and then just cut them out for the rest of the show and be like, yeah, that's how it ended, instead of showing a preview once and then never again? All right, on the next time on, Usman is meeting up with another artist, and she questions why Kim is on this trip to her face. Kim says she will flip this table. Kimbali. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll get spicy. Hamzan tells Memphis that he won't be that they will not be sleeping together, and she is worried that he's already lying to her. We get to meet Johnny. He says Ella has a beautiful face, but that she's kind of big. Again, God, this poor, poor woman. But Just everything. Why are you upfront about that? If oh my God, it's so. Because what if he has malice intentions? Not malice, but not the most pure as he's putting off. Mike somehow meets Jimena and goes to her house, where her entire extended family is waiting to meet him. This is. I could imagine how awkward this could be. Horrible. Oh my god. And you don't speak the language. Not even ease him into it, just day zero. Elijah asks about the lack of romance between Caleb and Alina. That will be interesting. Yeah. Because like, I also want to know. He's like, man, your friend you haven't met of 13 years and you finally see him and you just go to sleep? Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> Jasmine is making Gino buy trinkets for his house because she doesn't want anything of his stupid ex-wife around. Gina reveals that he is still friends with one of his exes and basically that Jasmine would kill him if she found out. A lot of these folks stay with their exes. Stay in contact. I think yeah. you mentioned like, no, it'd be excommunicado. Oh yeah, we're not, not hanging out. No. There's a reason we broke up. All right. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us this week. Thank you for the grace. I hope you have a great week. Have some good New Year's celebrations, however that looks to you. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye.